Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Have you been in a big stress? I mean, we're living in a very uh, busy world, and it is very easy for us to be stressed out because of schoolwork or uh, the workplace, and even the relationships that we have, even in the family. Sometimes now, many of us are coming from different countries, and when we are in our countries, we used to be、uh, surrounded by family members and、uh, three generations, like grandparents and parents and children, are all living together. So we always have some people that we can share our stress, and you know, it's much easier. Easier to be relieved from the stress. However, now we are living in the very competitive place that it is、uh, very difficult to talk with our parents or grandparents because we're living separately. So that's kind of a situation that many of us are going through, and it is very easy to be depressed and、uh, feel lonely in many times. So the question is, how do you overcome? Those stress. How do you overcome those difficulties? Now we've been going through the series called Overcome, and we've been starting from the story of Jacob. I hope this has been a great blessing for you, and it's been a great blessing for me as well.、Uh, as I mentioned several times,、uh, personally, I don't really have anything. That I would learn from Jacob because Jacob was a cheater and liar, and his life was just like、um, anybody else. And there was not so much of a you know great、uh, divine example like Abraham giving sacrificing his own son for the Lord. And so we don't really see those type of example. However, there's a great deal of learning that we can have from. Jacob's life, because God met Jacob and God began to change Jacob. But、uh, related to the topic that we've been going through,、uh, we can learn how Jacob overcame the difficulties. Now, Jacob faced a very, very stressful situation, and we're going to read、uh, the scripture passage and what kind of difficulties he was facing. So, let's go to Genesis chapter thirty-two. Verses twenty-six through twenty-eight. Then he said, "Let me go, for the dawn is breaking." But he said, "I will not let you go unless you bless me." So he said to him, "What is your name?" And he said, "Jacob." Then he said, "Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have contended contended with God and with men and have prevailed." Amen. So let me give you some background of this story. Uh, Jacob, as you know, he ran away from his own brother and、uh, he escaped his home because he cheated, lied to his own brother two times, and he took the blessing. He took the、uh, first first sons right from his own brother Esau, and Esau got very angry, and Esau was trying to kill Jacob. So that was the reason why Jacob ran away from him. But on the way to his uncle's home, Laban's home, God met Jacob on the way. In the wilderness, and God gave a dream and promise to Jacob. It's the same promise that God gave to Abraham. And then Jacob went to Laban's home, and then he served there for twenty years, and that was a long time. But last week we studied that it was not wasted time; it was invested time. God invested in Jacob's life that during that twenty years, God gave eleven sons, and ultimately it became twelve sons, as you know, the twelve tribes of Israel. So God laid the foundation for the people of Israel right there. Now. 
God, God told Jacob to go back to his homeland after 20 years, okay? So that was the context that Jacob was leaving his uncle's home, Laban's home, and he was on the way back to his home. But here's the big problem. He figured out that Esau, his own brother, is going to meet him. But this is not a friendly, brotherly meeting, right? This is not like a meeting at a Starbucks between brothers and, you know, play some chess game or video game. That was not the situation. Remember, Esau was trying to kill his own brother Jacob because Jacob deceived him two times. Esau could be still angry, but here's the thing, that the spies that Jacob sent to see what kind of the people Esau was bringing, and this reporter, the spies told Jacob that Esau, your brother, is bringing 400 people with him. And when, uh, when Jacob heard about it, he was panicked. He was so stressed out. Why? Because it was not just Esau alone, but Esau is bringing like an army of 400 people. Now, Jacob did not have that many people. Of course, God blessed Jacob and he became rich, but he was Jacob was still not a match to Esau at all. So Jacob was so stressed out and he was so afraid of his own brother. He was thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. When I see my brother, he's going to kill me and kill all my family members because he has 400 people with him. Now, if you were Jacob's situation, what would you feel? If I were him, I would feel the same way. Even though 20 years have passed, but still, you know, some people, most people still hold onto their grudge, their anger. Or they can even grow their anger and they're just waiting to revenge their enemies. Whether it's uh, brother, uh, brothers or sisters or family members, it doesn't matter when you are angry. So Jacob was rightfully uh, afraid of his own brother. And then this amazing thing happened. Now today's passage, if you go back to today's passage, it says uh, Jacob was meeting with someone and he was wrestling with this man. Now who is this man? We'll figure it out uh, in just a few minutes. And then Jacob, uh, the, this man was saying, let me go for the dawn is breaking. It's like it's almost the morning. It means that Jacob was fighting or wrestling with this man whole night. Not just 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but probably could be 5 hours or 6 hours or 7 hours. Jacob did not sleep. Instead, he was wrestling with this man. Okay, um, But he said, Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me meaning that you must bless me and then you can go. I will let you go. So Jacob was very desperate for blessing, as you can see. And then look at verse 27. So this man, he said to him, what is your name? And then he said, Jacob. And then verse 28, then he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Now you see the name change here from Jacob to Israel. For you have contended with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, another translation it says, You struggled with God or you wrestled with God and man and you won. Okay, 
Hold a second. When I was reading this passage in the past, like, what does it mean? You know, man fought with God, and man did the wrestling with God, and the man won over God? I mean, it's like a heresy. Like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, God is the stronger. God is the strongest. But how can man won over God? It doesn't make any sense, right? So what do you think? What, what is your interpretation? We have to be very careful with this. Now, this is the book of Genesis, right? The, the, and Genesis chapter 1, God created the world with his word, right? Let there be light and there was the light. So God is supreme power. He is the creator. He is God of all the universe, right? So there is no way for man or human being uh, matching with God, okay? And also, if you look at the, the, if you remember the context, Jacob was not even a match to his own brother Esau, right? So there is no way Jacob could win over God, right? I mean, God is God and Jacob is just a human being and he was afraid, right? He was so weak. He was in a desperation. So how can we read this verse? How can we uh, understand this verse? Now, we need to look at um, this very carefully that you struggled with God and you prevailed. What does that really mean? And then the name of Israel here, it means wrestle with God. So uh, a lot of people think that, that Israel, the name of Israel means the people of God. Yes, it is true, but it's like a half of the meaning. The true meaning of Israel is wrestle with God. And some other people say it's a God wrestled or God struggled. So what does that really mean? All with reading the context and looking at all the stories here, my conclusion is this that Jacob wrestled with God with his desperation. In other words, Jacob was desperate for God, right? And then the meaning of Israel, my definition is this, the people of Israel are the people who are desperate for God. They're so, so desperate. For the Lord. That's the true meaning, I think, in this context. Because, you know, Jacob was very desperate for blessing, right? If you do not bless me, I will not let you go. He was holding on to this man and he was like, please, please, please bless me right now and then you can go. So he was desperate. So we can see the his heart his heart was broken. He was heart was possessed with um, the, uh, the fear and some kind of a depression because he's going to meet his, with his own brother. And if there is nothing happening, he could be killed right there. His whole life, 20 years of serving Laban and all the wealth and even the dream that he received would be gone right there. So he was desperate. Now, is this desperation good? Desperate, desperation for God, good? Yes. That is something that God wants us to have. So let me give you some Bible verses for you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. 
You see the desperateness here? If you truly seek me with desperation, and you will find me. And also in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, when you knock on the door, when you ask, and when you seek, you are not just saying, Oh, Okay, is there anybody here? No, you will be very desperate. Please, please open the door for me. Is everyone, is anybody here? I need your help. So this is the desperation Jesus is talking about. Now, let me give you another example. Luke 18, 7. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? Jesus is speaking about a woman who was coming. She was coming to unjust judge, but she was coming to this unjust judge every day, every night, and he was so bothered and say, okay, just let her have whatever she wants. This is the similar illustration that if you truly seek the Lord with earnestness, with desperation, God will meet you. Okay, so this is what God wants us to have. God wants us to be desperate. God wants us to be seeking Him with um, really earnest heart. So Jacob, he became Israel, the people who are desperate for the Lord. And right there, this man blessed him. Now, what? who is this man? Now, if you look at the chapter 32 verses 1 through 2, on the way, God's army, the angel of army, angel of God, met um, Jacob. And then Jacob named the place Mahanai, meaning they are the army of God. Okay, so in within the context, we can assume that probably this man is one of them. So some people say this man was an angel of God or a messenger of God. But later, Jacob said, I saw the face of God and I became, I, I'm still alive. So he called that place Peniel meaning the face of God. So this was not just a normal man. This was the man, the angel of God and Jacob saying, I was wrestling with God. So it was a divine being. And then that desperation that Jacob had really convinced, persuaded the heart of this angel or the divine being. And then there, Jacob received this, this blessing. And this blessing was this, that his name was changed and he became the father of Israel. I mean, he is Israel. And then he became a, you know, 12, the father of 12 sons, the foundation of people of Israel. So that he showed, Jacob showed a great example, what the people of God really looks like. The people of God are the ones who are desperate for the Lord. Are you desperate for the Lord? Are you seeking the Lord? Now, if I heard the story of a young man who really wanted to marry a girl that she really loved, but she he was in a very um, traditional country and where the arranged marriage was still popular. Arranged marriage meaning that his parents, his father and mother uh, connect with the relatives or the people that they know of and they pick, the parents pick their daughter-in-law, future daughter-in-law, a lady, 
and then they just match them with their sons. Okay, so that's the arranged marriage. But this man had another lady that he fell in love with, and then the parents were very angry. Like, why do you? Why did you choose your own bride? We will choose a bride for you. But he said, "No, father. No, mother." I have a lady that I fell in love, and I love her so much. So I'm gonna marry her. But parents were still angry because that was against the tradition. However, the son was so desperate. So every day, every night, he fasted. He just knelt down before his parents every day, almost a month. Can you imagine how can he do that? But because of his love for his own wife. He didn't care. He kept doing it, and then ultimately he won over his parents. Of course, his parents were still stronger. You know, his parents had much more money and much more influence and everything. But they could not resist their son's request because he was so desperate. So that the parents granted their、um, the son's desire, the request. So this man got married with his love,、um, beloved lady. So this is the one of the stories that shows us how desperate、um, people that we must be. God wants us to be desperate, like this man who was desperate to have to marry this girl. Okay, so that is something that we really need to practice on a daily basis. I think that one of the most difficult Uh, most dangerous things that I see in these days, especially in America, is this: people become too comfortable. I mean, when we first came to the United States, we're desperate because there's nothing on our pocket. There's nothing. I mean, it's just two suitcases. That's all we have, right? So you have to get a car, you have to get a、uh, place to live, and you need to get to know people around. So maybe first six months or one year would be very, very difficult. But once you get settled, right? You know. You speak really English really well, and you have your car, and you have your、uh, apartment, and you have your work, and you know you got to know at least about a hundred people within a year. Or so you kind of situated, you settle down, and you become very comfortable. And you may say, "Huh, you know, I'm not that desperate anymore because I can manage my life right now. You know, I know what to do, I know where to go, and I can just, I'm just ready to enjoy my life." Let me tell you, my friend, that's good. I'm happy for you, but that may be the most dangerous time for you, spiritually speaking, because if you are too comfortable, you will not be desperate. And if you are not desperate for the Lord, then you will not be like the Israel that we saw here today. The Israel, the true meaning of Israel, are not just the people of God, but they are desperate people of God. We need to be always desperate for the Lord. We need to seek the Lord always. Just because you are in the church building, just because you have the Bible in your hand, doesn't mean that you are always desperate for the Lord. You might think about something else. You might be desperate for golf, or you might be desperate for a video game. You might be desperate for scrolling down your Facebook for five hours, or you might be desperate for the next Netflix series. But if you are not desperate for the Lord, then you are not truly the people of God. As people of God, we always need to be seeking the Lord, even though He is in. 
in us. So isn't it kind of ironic that he lives in us? Why do we have to be desperate for him? Just because he he lives in us doesn't mean that we should not be desperate. Even if he is in us, if we truly love him, then you will be desperate for him. Now, if you are married, remember the first year or second year that you just got married. You love your wife. You love your husband so much. And you live together. But still, every day, you want to see each other, right? Like the eight hours work is like too long for you. You want to go back home and see your spouse right away. That's the desperation that I'm talking about. And that's the desperation that I see in the life of David. When you read the book of Psalm, David, I mean, he was man after uh, God's own heart, right? And then he loved God so much. How do you know? Because he was very desperate for the Lord every day. He wanted to enjoy God every day. So in the 150 chapters of Psalm, we can see so many uh, amazing examples of how it is what it means to become desperate for the Lord. As the deer panteth panteth for the water, I, my soul, seeks for you, the Lord. And no matter what luxuries and treasures in the world that I see, I don't care. I just seek for the Lord God Himself. That is Israel. That is the people of God. And that is the desperation that we need to see. Now, Jacob could be in the depression But that depression became desperation for the Lord. And Jacob was in fear, but that fear became faith in the Lord because he received the promise. And then with that promise, he wrestled with God. So, my friends, we need to wrestle with God every day. Here, wrestling is not a bad thing. Humanly speaking, the wrestling is like, I want to show off my power over you. I want to show you how strong I am. That's the worldly wrestle. But the wrestle here in the Bible is the desperation for the Lord. So are you desperate for the Lord? Are you wrestling with God today? You need to, you and I need to wrestle with God with desperation. God Thank you so much. But God, I need you. God, I want you. God, I love you so much. Even today, more than yesterday. God, please reveal yourself to me. I need you, Lord. Let's be desperate. Let's pray. Now, how can you truly show your desperation for the Lord? I think the best way is a prayer. Now, think about this. Practically speaking, if you are praying like five minutes a day, does it really show your desperation? Probably not. You may think, yeah, five minutes prayer is still powerful. Yes, it is. It's better than nothing. But if you're truly desperate for the Lord, five minutes prayer is not enough. 10 minutes or 30 minutes, it's better than 10 10 minutes or 15 minutes. But still, if you are truly desperate for the Lord, you will sit down before God and pray with out loud voice to the Lord. Of course, sometimes or many times we need to pray silently just to listen to Him. Yes, but before you listen to Him, cry out to the Lord so that God will speak to you. So this is one of the reasons why I keep emphasizing on uh, one hour, at least a one hour prayer every day. Now we're going through the 365 Empowerment Project, which is to give 2.4 hours to the Lord, at least 10% of a day to the Lord by reading 17 chapters of the Bible and memorizing one verse per day, then praying at least one hour. Why are we doing it? Because it is to practice our desperation for the Lord. If you are really desperate for someone, 10 minutes of meeting would not be enough. You want to spend time, as much time 
as you can possible with that person, right? Same way. Let's be desperate for the Lord through reading scripture and prayer. Desperate prayer. So do not pray lightly. Pray strongly. Pray with desperation. Do not stay in your depression, but change it to desperation by praying to the Lord. Do not stay in your fear, but have faith in the Lord and be desperate for the Lord for His glory for his name and then you would experience amazing blessing in your life just like Jacob experienced after this desperate meeting with this angel of God the messenger of God his life was changed again because right um, the right next chapter which is chapter 33 finally Jacob met with Esau Esau still had 400 people around him but Instead of fight, instead of war, there was a reconciliation. Really wonderful, beautiful scene happened. That these two brothers hugged each other, kissed each other, and they welcomed each other. And then um, the blessing was continued, as we can see in the scripture. So how can you overcome your stress? By being desperate for the Lord. And God will change you first. And God will slowly change gradually change your circumstances for you to be blessed by him and for you to become blessing to others so let's be desperate for the lord let's be the true israel the people of god let's pray together heavenly father we thank you we praise you for this wonderful message today father we pray that we would be desperate for you just like jacob was Please help us to be the true Israel, the desperate people for you, so that we'll not just remain or settle down with comfortable life, but we will be always desperate for you more than any other things, Lord. So we'll seek you, we'll ask you, we'll knock on the door, and we'll experience you each day with a powerful way. We thank you, praise you, in Jesus' holy name I prayed. Amen.